Happy Sunday, everyone. I hope everyone's been having a lovely week. I've been having a lovely week. I did all sorts of home things, like restocked my home and my fridge. And then spent just like a whole day yesterday on my yoga mat with spirit and just... It was, it's been so lovely. So today I'm supposed to talk to y'all about multiple things that all kind of touch with each other, but basically living in the 5D um, and what that, what I've experienced or understand of it so far. So I guess we'll all, we'll, we'll likely learn something all together here today because I always learn something from these channels myself. All right. So Mrs. P Mrs. Ms. Peregrine's School for Peculiar Children. Um, anyone who's ever read that book or seen that movie, this is going to be a fun episode of whatever I'm doing. I guess it's a podcast <laughs> uh, for y'all. So Ms. Peregrine's School for Peculiar Children, If not for those who have never um, seen it or read the books, I've, I read the books first, and I'm so glad that I did because they were all oh, the books are so good. Um, and then the movie came out and I watched, did I watch, I watched the first movie because I, I love Eva Green. Like anything Eva Green's in, I fucking mad crush on her. So <laughs> I'll be watching whatever she's in. But um, I also just loved the the book so much that I wanted to see the movie. And the movie did a really good, did really good job actually of the, doing the books. But I, there was, read the books, y'all. So anyways, I'm going to talk about the story from the, from the book's perspective. Um, so, or talk about all this from the, from the book's perspective. So, um, Lu loops, this book talks about loops and, um, for anyone who's never seen it, it's about a, a school that takes in all these like children that are like very peculiar that you never, um, that are just different from, from humans. So like, you know, one might be able to like disappear and, at will and walk around another one might be able one was floating couldn't like gravity didn't uh didn't affect this child so the child was always floating off the ground and so they had to put like lead shit in his shoes or whatever and um you know there's there's ones that are like giants or just all sorts of peculiar children and um uh sorry i'm actually making a note for myself in the middle of this all right so Miss Peregrine is a character, a woman who um, takes, who starts this school and takes them all in. It's an, it's an orphanage, essentially, essentially. And the school, though, exists in a different dimension than ours. So the children come from our dimension, but when she takes them to the school, they go into, they slip into a different dimension, and that's where they're safe. And in that dimension, technically, it's, it's, what's, it's a loop what's called a loop. So um, what she does is that Miss Peregrine has some ability. She, I forget what she uses, but she uses something to where she can create what's called a loop in time to where the same day just repeats over and over and over again. That way you're always safe in this happy day. You can pick whatever day it was and then just literally your whole life, you, you exist in this day over and over again. And the book is about a child who ends up discovering, a child who's from here, like thinks he's normal and then slips into discovers this school and this time loop he walks into like a cave or some shit and ends up or no he walks across a swamp or some something and um ends up in her dimension and now he's there with the peculiar children and so he's able to come back and forth 
from from that dimension to here at will. Be, uh, so let's just, for example, let's call Miss Peregrine's um, dimension the 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 three D three point five D. Okay, so <clears throat> we on our way to would that be right? Yeah, three point five D. So we in a three D, and then imagine like something that's in between the next dimension and this dimension, like a limbo. So that would be like 3.5, what I'm called, just so we can understand we can, what I'm saying. All right, so in the book, um, it, it, you know, it's, it's, it's a really amazing book and um, story, but I, when I was reading it, I, you know, I thought about like, okay, well, how many times have I experienced something like that in my life? And at the time, you know, I don't think, I don't think I truly fully understood uh, dimensional living and all that stuff. But I have a story about the a loop I just experienced and I'm supposed to share. So a year ago, actually, it was last year, I was in Poughkeepsie um, with some people that was some friends at the time. And I was staying at their house and everybody was inside. And I happened to go outside by the pool just to look at the stars. Now, what was I doing out there? I think I was smoking. <laughs> smoking, hitting my, hitting my, um, my little pipe. Whatever. So I was standing out there by myself. And, um, and I look up. And it's this beautiful starry night. And all of a sudden, I see a shooting star. And I'm like, oh, that's cool. So I look at it. And then I decide to look at the rest of the sky. Because I'm like, well, whenever there's one shooting star, there's usually more. So I start staring at the sky. Child, I think maybe like... 30, 45 seconds went by, all of a sudden, the same shooting star. Now, the same shooting star. That was a 555. The same shooting star. So I'm like, what the fuck is happening? So I just stare. And I stare at it, and I'm like, what the fuck? And then 45 more seconds goes by. Bro, same shooting star. What the fuck? Now I'm like, okay, wait now. <laughs> now all of a sudden, instantly, I'm thinking... What, am I inside Mrs. Per- Miss Peregrine's book? What the fuck is happening right now? So I'm like, okay... I'm, now my brain is trying to calculate, what the fuck, what can this be? Okay, I've seen satellites, you know, I spent all sorts of time on the West Coast and I've seen so many satellites. So I know what a satellite looks like in the sky. This wasn't a satellite. So then I'm like, okay, well, I also saw UFOs in Oregon. I, I've seen them on the beach when I'd be on the beach. Y'all, UFOs are so real. Um, but I mean, this girl, we like watched one, like zigzags, zip through the sky. Oh my God. And then like zoop and disappear. Oh my goodness. So I've seen UFOs. I've seen them more than once. <clears throat> and um, so I'm staring at this thing. I'm like, but that's not a UFO. So I just keep staring at it. And another 45 seconds goes by and it, uh, same shooting star. So my brain, like, okay, science now, right? It's science because something is happening in the, in the cosmos right now. You, you got to go get, you got to get people. You got to show people like what the fuck is happening. And all of a sudden a calm came over me, bro. Like, Imagine watching the same shooting star shoot four times in a row. Like, what the f- I'm like, is, something's broken. <laughs> like, like, something is, is broken right now if this is happening. And so a calm came over me because I was so, I started getting like really freaked out. And it was like, I started he- like hearing or just knowing, like somebody was downloading to me to stay calm and that this is meant just for me. That this is meant just for me to see which I rejected because I was like, mm, nope. I, so I took out my phone and I'm like trying to like record it. It's not, it's not going to capture it on record it. And so um, I keep staring at it and I, it's like I'm being told at the same time that it's a message from my star family and that, I'm, that it's a message to me from my star family because I, I was 
at that point, yeah, I was, I knew that I was starseed by that point yeah, last summer. So, so I'm like standing there. So I, I, I go up the stairs. These people had these like long back stairs that went up to the back door from the pool. So, and everybody's right inside, I think eating cake or something. I forget what we was there for. And so I'm like, fuck, I need to like, somebody has to see this. So I go, I climb the stairs and I stand and I stand at the top of the stairs for another like five minutes. And I just watched it. it kept happening. Like every, sometimes it would skip one. It would be like, whatever 45 plus two is or times two is it was you know whatever but it was like this it was the same fucking spot it was the same spot in the sky and it was a it was like a shooting star so i'm like okay well i'm thinking about the ancient aliens episodes how my friend told me that you know like he he read all these books about how like comets always go a certain direction like a comet will always go against the grain or something like that that's why we always see it at the same time some shit like that so i'm standing i'm like okay well maybe it's a comet what the fuck like but how can a comet that it's it's not it's not a comet i'm like it's a it just it's it's a it looks like a shooting star because it's way the fuck out there like it's not a plane that i knew i knew it was not a fucking plane um but it just kept zipping the same shit and it would just start over and and so then at that point, I'm like, okay, well now I'm like, well, if it's not, if it's on a loop, like I literally like looked at my, my, like my wrist, like as if I had a watch on <laughs> and I looked at it and I was like, all right, if, if it's, if it's been going for this many times then I can go get somebody, it's going to keep going, bro. I go inside, I rush in. There was like six people in the house, more than that, actually. And I rush in, everybody's eating the cake. I'm like, y'all, something's happening in the sky right now. Something's happening in the sky right now. Come out. Something, something, something. So like three people come out, bro. Like come out. We stand up there and I'm pointing at it and I'm like, it's right there, it's right there. And nobody sees it. And it doesn't, and it doesn't happen. Oh, that was the I was like, y'all, I was like, y'all, I know what this looks like. I know what this looks like. I know I look crazy, but I promise you, I promise you, there is something happening in the fucking sky right now. It's it, and I'm I'm like and everybody's staring up there. And finally the mother of everybody was just like, Oh, well, maybe you were the only person meant to see it. And then she goes, and I was just like, Oh, y'all, I oh. I sound like a fucking crazy. Like, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I look like a crazy because I know that I stood there for for like 10 minutes and this shit was happening. So then everybody goes in and I stand there again and I'm like, I hear it almost in my head. Like, it was supposed to just be for you. <laughs> like, like, now you're embarrassed. I didn't actually feel embarrassed, but like, it was just like, okay, listen next time. Like, don't. Like, if it's something that's just for you, it's just for you. Don't show you. So that was just for me. Anyway, I I never forgot that. And something about that just, it just was like, it, it felt so close to what's in Miss Peregrine's peculiar school, whatever book, um, about being inside of a loop. So I'm like, okay, well, did I just see a loop? Like, am I actually inside? Did I just see some sort of like, break in a grid that we're inside of like I didn't know what the fuck I was I was like oh and I was 11 11 so um but but all I kept thinking or hearing you know like understanding was like it's either a space it can't be a spaceship that's doing that I was like it's not a spaceship because it just wasn't it was so I just figured so so now I understand like I saw some sort of break in the grid that we are in, bro. I don't fucking know. Anyway, so, <laughs> so I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to share that with y'all. So the next thing, that, uh, another thing that I experienced that um, kind of is weird, um, is having a slip in the dimensions, like right next to me. So God, so I was, I'm supposed to share this story. So in my in my house, uh, in deposit, 
I was in my bedroom one morning and I was, was it one? No, it was a night. It was a night. And I was sitting watching the TV. I was laying in bed and I was watching the TV. And on my right side is like a corner. So like I was like from the bed to the corner is like five feet, a good like five or so feet. So I'm sitting, laying in bed and in the corner of my room there in the right side of my corner is it's just, it's like a, it was like a shelf. It was like two shelves. So like one shelf held perfume and the other shelf held like picture frames, but it was just two shelves on the wall. Like there was nothing else there. And it was an open wood kind of like wood beam there. So I'm watching TV and all of a sudden I, it's like, I see out of the corner of my eye and feel and sense and just know it's like, I see, it's like, um, like my brain just like, Oh yeah. Somebody just walked up the stairs. So like, as if there was a pair, a set of stairs in the corner of my room there and a man with boots walked up them and I saw him walk up them, but like not see him. He was like, bro, it was like, it's like when you're sitting, okay. It's like when you're sitting somewhere and you know, you're in the house with people and you are watching television and somebody walks behind you, you know, they walked behind you. You like sense they walked behind you it makes sense they walk behind you because you already know that they are there. So like watching TV and having like your cousin or somebody walk behind you, you, you sense that. You sometimes might even see them out the corner of your eye, but like you also hear it as well. Like you hear somebody walk behind you. You, you, you your whole senses experience that. I, my brain, what it did, it was like as if there was already a set of stairs there. Like, as if I was in a different cabin. That's what it felt like. It was like all of a sudden, like a different part of my mind understood that I was in a different cabin where there's a set of stairs there and a man just walked up them in heavy, like boots. And I saw only the bottom of his feet, like walk up because that's what the angle of where the couch in this house is. But except I'm not in a, I'm laying in my fucking bed, but my brain is mapping out a different house that I'm supposedly in as I'm, as something or someone is walking upstairs. That makes sense to me because I also see the top of the stairs in, the, in my mind's eye, in the, my third eye. And, um, and it happened so fast, it was like, it was like um, my, my conscious brain that was watching TV was here, but another smaller part of my brain was just like, oh, that's normal. Like it didn't even... I can't even, and I hope I'm explaining this right, bro. Because what ended up happening was a few seconds went by where I was sitting there and it was like a normal thing. And then like slam, something slammed. I was like, whoa, what the fuck was that? And I turned to my husband, I was like, whoa, something just happened. <laughs> I was like, something just happened. Some, I was like, I just got this thing of somebody walking up the stairs. And he was like, what are you talking about? I was like, there, there's no stairs right here. But I, but I feel like somebody just, like my brain is just saying walked up the stairs. Like it was normal. And I was like, I don't understand what just happened. Like, bro, like that, that was weird. And uh, it, it, it was just, we just, it, it, nothing more came of that. But I ended up going and sharing that. I think I shared that with Jeannie Scarsafava because Jeannie Scarsafava then, and she told me at one point that she also has slips. And she told me this actually when I first met her years and years ago. Maybe she, yeah, she told me, she, and she, she told me what they were and I didn't understand truly, I had never had one. So by the time I think this maybe was like, this would have been six, seven years later from her telling me about slips is when I experienced my first one, which is the one I'm telling you about. But when she told me about hers, she just explained 
that like you'd be walking and she's like, do you ever, sometimes I just walk and all of a sudden I'm, I'm not here. I'm somewhere else. I'm a whole, everything else changed, everything else changed. And then it's only for like a few seconds. And then all of a sudden she's back here and she's still walking or whatever. And, and she, and I was like, what the fuck? When she explained that to me the first time over like Panera bread, bro, like we we're sitting in a Panera and she explained this to me and I was like, oh no. I do not know what that is like, but that sounds amazing. Like, bro, like what is, what the fuck? So I did everything I could to just try to learn. I learned for, she became my mentor, but I, the way she explains things is so, so loving that like, she doesn't implant the thing into your head too deeply. It's just like her experience. And then like, let's, she lets you go learn the rest yourself. So it took me, like I said, like maybe seven years before I had my own experience. And then I finally understood what the fuck she was telling me. Same thing with like the moon behind the moon. I still don't know if I've explained that right. Or if I understand fully what she meant about the moon behind the moon. I'll have to ask her again. <laughs> but anyway, back to the slips. She explained this. And I was like, that's in my head. I'm like, that sounds like something out of fucking movie. But then all of a sudden it just happened to me. Now I have this girlfriend and her name's um, Allie. She's this wonderful, wonderful yogi woman, beautiful woman. And she talked about at one point we were all upstate oh, for like years and she talked about having these slips and how she can see the crystalline grid and so she says sometimes she can wake up and like she'll see the grid right there like the whole grid that we're in I, at the time when she shared that with me I had no fucking idea what she was talking about all I kept seeing was um like you know the lasers in a bank robbery scene when somebody's trying to rob a bank and all the lasers are like you gotta like you know, the bank robbers and they got to like uh, dance through and under. The, was that in Ocean's Eleven? It was one of them Ocean's movie where they got to like dance through uh, and over and under all these like lasers to get to the like jewel that's in the middle of the fucking room. That's what I, how she explained, like that's how I saw it in my head. But I had no concept of what she actually meant beyond like the grid that we're in. Bro, y'all, years later, and especially now after all the being on TikTok and learning so much from all of y'all. I fucking understand it now <laughs> because that night in Poughkeepsie, I saw, I saw something is, and it was, it was like, I, my brain just was like something broken, <laughs> like something is broken. And I didn't know what that something was at all. I was like, just something is broken. If I'm watching the same star shoot over and over and over again, what the fuck am I in? So, uh, back to the slip. So the thing about the going up the stairs, so I, you know, what I ended up doing was paying attention to that in the house. And I would end up having more experiences like that, where it would be like, um, it's like my house sat on top of a different house in a different dimension, like not sat on top of, but like the spot where my house is, there is a different house in a different dimension and it's a different cabin and it's old. My house is old, but this one is smaller and darker and more and like much smaller and much more simple, like log cabin. And, um, and I kept seeing these stairs with a light on at the top and the ability for somebody to like, to like to walk through the room and then go up these side, these stairs. And that felt so like, I'm seeing it as if it's a place that I've gone to many, many times, but I have no fucking idea what this, what this cabin is. And it's almost, so I, what I'm doing was meditating a bunch and trying to map out the other dimensions, the things in the dimensions where my house sit sits like that's what I started doing I would meditate and be like all right like so there's in one dimension in my bedroom there's a set of stairs that goes up up to somewhere like the next floor essentially um but at the same time in the same bedroom I was having where uh like I had in the middle of the night one time I woke up and like in my head 
like not in my ears, bro. Like, but like in my, it was like in my third inner ears. That's what they call it. Your inner ear. I heard a yawn. <laughs> it was so weird. And I actually journaled all this. I heard a yawn. Like someone go, like that. And I was like, and, and so like my consciousness, like in my head, I was like, what the fuck was that? And then all of a sudden I heard, it was like, I felt, I heard somebody else go, she's, she's, she heard us. Like she's awake. She heard us. And so I'm laying in bed and I'm like, what the, f-? like, I literally am laying there and I'm like not hearing voices, but it's like, okay, this sounds like hearing voices. It's not that it's, it's people who work with the fairy realms. So like, I was experiencing the realm of Faye, right, the one that sits right on top of my bedroom. And I basically, it was like these two little be. I've dreamt these beings, actually. I dreamt them in a dream. I had multiple dreams. But these two little beings were in a, in a, in a forest, and they were um, gleaning. Gleaning means they're looking for medicine. Like, they're looking for, like, roots and, and different plants and stuff. For medicine. But they're gleaning, and... I'm laying in my dark room, but all of a sudden I'm seeing a dark forest with lime green, like, glow in the plants. So I'm laying there, wide the fuck awake, and at the same time seeing that this room that I'm in is also a, a fairy glen. It's also a forest where other little, where little beings are, and, and they know that I'm there, but I didn't, I didn't know that they're there. So in this whatever's happening that I end up fucking writing down, the little, it's two of them. One calls to the other and just starts saying, Elena, Elena, Elena. And like, I'm literally like conscious of this. And he could sense that I was conscious of them. And so he starts rambling, calling for somebody named Elena to come and saying that she's awake, she can hear us. <laughs> like, what the fuck, bro? Like, I was like, I thought I was, I don't know what the fuck was going on. Like, I knew I wasn't going crazy. I knew I wasn't going crazy. But I was just like, this is amazing. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Um, and so in my mind, I, like, I'm like, it's like I can see kind of, but I couldn't see because it was like, this is, this is me. This is me starting to really grasp consciously the other dimension that like Jeannie Skarsafov and all these other women were talking about that they had experienced for years and years and years. And that's like, they're just waiting for a young person to be able to like talk to about it. That's what it felt like. So as I'm laying there and I'm like seeing in my mind's eye, a fair, a, a dark forest at night, um, I'm seeing these little beings and they start, I think they started communicating, they started communicating to me. And then I, what I write down is that like, I was listening because I wanted to exercise, like, just relaxing and not trying to, like, communicate back, but just, like, receiving. And so I, like, listened. And I don't remember what all was said, but I ended up, rec- like, writing down whatever my findings were. I'm not going to try and I can't find it right now. But um, it, it ended up being that, like, I recorded, like, these two little beings are kind of, like, spirit. They're not spirit guides. They weren't my spirit guides. It was, like, I, uh, um, it's almost like I, um, I startled them with my consciousness, with, with being able to sense them. It was like, you know, Gulliver's Travels, how like there's the big Gulliver and then there's little, little beings. Like, it's kind of like that, like as if Gulliver just like stepped into their world. But like, it's almost like they always were, wait, they always knew that I was there. So there's, we're, so we're in slip dimensions, like double dimensions. And like, I'm not supposed to always be able to see them. Or something. I don't fucking know, bro. I don't know how this works. This is this this is very spiritual shit. So, 
So um, I ended up writing down that I knew one name was Elena and she was female and then there was a male. And later on, I meditated about that and my guides reminded me of a dream. The dream where I explained where I got uh, time traveled or whatever and I got stuck. They were also there. And there's a whole different dream that I could talk about a different time about those two little beings. But um, this happened to me in the middle of the night out of nowhere in my house. So I started mapping out, okay, well, so there's a bedroom, there's a, there's a fairy glen in the bedroom. There's apparently a tavern in the basement because from that dream with the little boy that walked me and then I ended up in the basement of my school. So there's a tavern in a basement. There's some sort of stairs, you know, up in the, the bro, like I, I literally, so I thought this is what we need to all be doing <laughs> everywhere because the worlds are starting to bleed together. Like slips are like, well, slips are just little weak spots uh, in the grid that keeps everything separate, the weak spot is the slip spot. So it's also the portal. There you go. Like, so I started understanding they're like, okay, I think my house is a portal. So I started, when I got all the crystals and everything, I went and I, I made the whole property into a, um, like a sacred, a sacred, uh, was, I don't know, sacred wood, a sacred place for these beings to exist, to live. And the longer I seeded light there, the stronger the beings that showed up were. So like, you know, I mean, there were always beings on our property, but like now the bigger light beings were showing up. So I had this thing about the fairy glen and the little beings two years before the woman came into my house and was like, there's a, a male light being in the corner of your house that's been there. But like now he can see down stronger to where other people can sense him. So that's what like crystals are. The crystals are keys, but they're also like calling cards. So they will, the more you have the around, the stronger, the higher the vibration and the easier for other dimensional beings to come and actually ground here in ways, meaning like they send you something in the mail or synchronicities happen or they start talking to you through all sorts of shit. They're able to only because we're seeding the light with all of the high vibrational living, the high vibrational crystals, the high vibrational plants, everything. So back to this little, well, we don't need to keep talking about the little beings in the fairy glen, but like, um, so that, that is, that's kind of like explaining like how a, a one spot, a place can become a sacred space, a, a sacred place. Um, and, and when you have a sacred place like that, things flock to it. So for instance, two, three years, three years after I had that experience with the little beings, so maybe two years, I end up going outside the same, where the same window is in that room, all of a sudden a massive ring of mushrooms showed up. That was last summer. A massive ring of mushrooms, a massive ring of mushrooms. And that's called a fairy circle. And those are, you don't, you're not supposed to step in those, but those are usually, when, when you see those, that's a, the fairies saying that there's a portal there, right? So when I say fairies, we, we call them, when we think of fairies, we think of little Tinkerbells. That's not at all what these are. The fae are not tiny. They are not little, nice little things. They are very powerful beings, and they're what we, what I'm talking about, Hathers, they are the Hathers, that's what we descend from. But they also are like, you know, your elves and your gnomes and all your shit, right? Right? But because um, they all do exist, <laughs> they're just in a different dimension. Or but when you see people that fucking look like it, there you go. Now you see a hybrid, like like they part elf or some shit. That's, that's a hybrid. Or well, some people got cat eyes. There you got your hybrids, lizard lizard eyes, your hybrids. 
So when you see a fairy, when you see a, a circle of mushrooms, you never walk inside it because, well, there's all sorts of lore around that, but it's, it's a, it's a strong energy center. One of those showed up right outside the window of where the slip happened two years later. So of course I go to it and I offer offerings. I do not go inside of it, but I was told when I saw that fairy circle on my property, that that is the fae and which are light beings, them saying, you know, we're here on this property. This property is now sacred because it was people come, would come to that property as many people, famous people, not famous people. Every people would come and be healed on that property. Not, I, I did, I'm recognizing now part of me, part of it was me, but also be the, the land itself, like the land, my guides, everybody that, that I invited to heal um, from the spirit realm to heal other people, they are all there. And so now that sp space is a sacred space, but it's also a, a portal. And when I left it, I was told, you now know how to make portals. So now all you got to do is wherever you go, you can do, you can, I can rebuild these things everywhere because I was, I was trained to while on the, for those eight years while I was on that land. So there are portals kind of like that where slips happen all over the world. Your sacred spaces where you, um, like your, your Stonehenge, your, all these places, um, the Lemurian, what is it? Mount Shasta, all of these places exist where slips happen, where loops happen, and where people just walk out of the walls and into your room or some shit like that, right? You walk into a mirror and now you're gone or some, some shit like Crazy things like that. Um, a great example of this is like in, so there's a, there's a story of green children. Yeah, the green children in, this, in England, in this tiny little town in England, uh, back in, it would have been the early 1900s. So this, y'all, so Google this, but it's so fun. This story, I love this story. <clears throat> so anyone who's seen Miss Peregrine's School of Peculiar Children knows how the little boy, he, he goes and he goes across, he walks across some sort of swamp and um, mist happens. And then now he's all of a sudden, he's in the same, he's in the same place, but he's in a different place. Like he's walking, he, he's now in a different place, like dimension. Okay, so in the early 1900s, some farmers were out farming with their sheep and shit in England in some tiny little shire town and uh, village. And um, all of a sudden, they see two little children come from the caves near where the sheep are. Like, I think a man lost a sheep or something and he went to go look in it. And then these two little children come out of the caves and they're green. Green skin. When green skin. All the way green, like green, green, green. I think it was green. Was it blue? No, it was green. Yeah, green skin. Okay, so it was a little girl and a little boy. The little girl was older than the boy, brother and sister. They come and they look. They don't understand. What, they're, they're lost. They look lost. And so this farmer is like, well, you know, goes to the children and, and they're, they, they're not speaking English. Um, they're speaking some language that they can't understand. And they keep, they keep talking. Well, they can't speak their language. So what the farmer does is takes them in and they try to feed the children because the children are looking really, you know, they're not, well, they're green. So they think something's wrong. Like, you know, that they're sick. So they start trying to feed them food and the children can't eat our food. And so they throw up the food or they just reject it and they can't speak English. Again, they can't. So anyway, as time goes on, these two children, the only thing that they will eat is beans. Yeah, it was beans. 
Yeah, that was the only thing that they would eat. And the little boy, he dies. Like, not... He, I think they, they only had him for, like, maybe a couple months or whatever. He didn't make it very long. But the little girl, she ends up learning some of English. Like, they start teaching her our language. And she ends up being able to tell them what actually happened and where she's from. And whoo, here's the story. So their story is that they come from a place where the sun never sets. It's always like dusk. Child, I've been to this fucking place. They come from a place where the sun never sets and they were out with their father. And one of their somethings, I think, went, I don't know, they went and they both went through into a cave to look for something. And when they came out the other side, they were there where the sun, it was high. Because, you know, the farmer on our side, he's farming during the daytime. So the sun is up. So they are going and the sun looks different from where they come from. She was explaining that it's um, the the, the sky looks different. Like, I think it's, I don't remember. She's explaining something about how their sky looks different. But it's it's almost like ours. It just is dusk all the time. And then... um, what else does she say? She said, I forget what the rest of it was. But anyways, she ends up explaining to them that they, she came through this cave. And so they re- realized that these children came from what they think is the fairy wor- realm. Um, eventually, the little girl, she ends up being able to eat regular food and her greenness goes away. And then she ends up being adopted by, by the people. And then she grows up in the, the village and she marries a person and they end up having uh, children. And then she dies as an adult. Okay, where are the descendants of this bitch, first off? (laughs) I want to know. But second off, bam, there's your story. These two children came from a whole different dimension inside a cave. Their skin was green, and they couldn't even eat our food. Like, one died. That's real. That's documented real shit. That is your proof that dimensions exist, portals exist on this planet and different things overlap on top of each other and that we have beings that walk around all the time at like and we just we just don't even realize that they um are different in such fundamental ways um yeah i don't that's so now next i'm supposed to talk about i was supposed to talk about how i just experienced uh, the 5D because apparently I'm now living in the 5D. Like I had to, I'm, I had to Google it just to make sure. <laughs> like, like uh, because the more I've, I've learned so much from TikTok. Like I know what I know, and I'll explain things the way I explain it. But but learning how you guys all explain the same thing is really has been really helpful because it helps me communicate to you guys uh, my experiences um, in a way that you can that makes sense to everybody. So the other day I went shopping. And I was at Target, which I shared with, with, with everybody. And, um, but first, before I got to Target, I went to stop at the Ulta. And, okay, so this is a great story. So I stopped at the Ulta, and it's, like, right in the same parking lot as the Target. And so I go inside, and I have my, like, Balenciaga's on. And, like, I was looking cute. had my little scarf on my head, and I was, was everything. Right. So I go in Ulta, and I'm looking for foundation. And I walk in. I've never been to Ulta before. I'm a Sephora girl. So I was walking in through this Ulta, and I... And there's a whole bunch of people there, and I go, and I'm looking, looking around. And all of a sudden, this lady walks up to this older woman. Well, she's, like, middle-aged. Walks up to me, and she's like, oh, do you need help? And I was like, oh, yeah, actually, I do. Because she could tell I was looking. Like, I'm looking for makeup forever. I'm looking for Mac. 
So I said to the lady, yeah, I'm looking for Makeup Forever. And she goes, oh, I'm so sorry. We don't have Makeup Forever. I said, okay, well, do you have Mac? And she goes, oh, this is, that's Sephora. You know, we're just a smaller store. She's just looking all sad. I said, okay, well, and I have my headphones in. So I said, okay, well, that's fine. Um, I'll just look. She goes, well, can I help you find anything? I said, no, I'll just look around. So I go looking around. I put my headphones in. I have my music playing. I'm walking around, and I noticed the lady, like, I walked somewhere, and then all of a sudden, there she was again. And she was like, did you find what you did? did, did, did? And I think this lady, like, helped me, like, three different times before I checked out. And then when I checked out, she was, like, so, like, bubbly, and, like, she was just, it was like, I was, it was as if, well, she just, she, like, really wanted to help me. So, um, so when I get outside, because she, like, wished me a goodbye and everything, she was the manager, I think. So when I get outside, as I'm walking to my car, I start getting pissed. So I'm like, wait, what the fuck, bitch? Like, hold on. Was you just being racially profiled? Like, because <laughs> I had a big bag. It's like, I had my big leather purse, my big, I love my cow purses. So I had this big old bag on my shoulder. And I was like going through my head. I'm like, real fast. I'm like, did she think I was going to steal makeup in there? Was she following me around? Like, was I being racially profiled? Like, I was like, so I'm pissed now. So I'm like, this is bullshit. Like I, so now I I get in the car and I drive through the other, because you know, the big old parking lots where they got like multiple super centers in one. So I'd go over to the target and I park my car and I put on my Balenciaga. So I'm like, that was fucked up. So I put them on and I walk from my car inside, take off my glasses, you know, and I keep shopping as I'm shopping around two women come up to me like my, my age ish, not my age, maybe in their twenties. And they come up to me and I have, like, mind you, I had headphones in, so I can't hear nothing. So I can't tell if somebody's been calling my name. I can't tell nothing. Right. So I'm, I, I'm, I remember I was about to turn this, this corner and these two girls, it looked like they were trying to get my attention. So I take my headphone out or I'm trying to stop the music or whatever. And they're talking and talking and talking. And I start going, oh my God, stop talking. <laughs> like I literally say, hold on, stop talking. I can't hear you. And I take out my headphone and the girl's laughing and she goes, I just want to tell you that you... You, I, you just are, look like a goddess. You're just such a goddess. And oh my God, like I just saw you outside and I just love how you look and your, your, just everything about you, your, your headscarf, you just look. And I, I didn't say anything to you outside when I saw you, but now I saw you inside and I just had to stop and tell you you're a goddess. Oh my God. And I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. Holy shit. Like that's like so amazing. Like what the fuck? Thank you. That, so I'm like, thank you. You know, I really appreciate that. And I, you know, little, little bow to her and I said, blessed be. And she go, oh, well, blessed be to you too, my witchy friend. And I was like, yes, girl, blessed be. And then I keep going on trying to look for my contact solution. Right. So as I'm walking around away from that, I, I put my headphones back in. I'm thinking like, well, wow. well, that was a lovely thing to happen. Cause you know, when you're in isolation, you don't really get to see people much that, you know, when you dress up, you don't get to dress up and go places too much. If you like, I'm not living completely in isolation, but like, I'm not going out. So it, the odds in my head was like the odds of um, some getting a compliment like that on this day. So I'm like walking through the rest of the store. And then um, I get to, I, I get to this one spot where um, I needed to pull like my cart over and like check like the whole shelf multiple times for something. And so again, like I said, I had my headphones in. Well, I start feeling this like presence, like real close to my right and I turn and I kind of like turn and look and it's the old little, little, little white lady and she's getting closer and closer and instantly the TikTok of this one black girl in the, um I don't know if the girl was in Target or whatever but there was this TikTok where the black girl like recorded herself of this white person just not giving her any fucking space like all up in her personal space so she grabs her phone and she's like um can you please back up can I have some personal space um you're in my personal space this is racially 
whatever, right? So I'm in my head seeing that TikTok right now as this like little white lady is right next to me, so fucking close. So I'm like, what the fuck? So I turn my head and I look and it's two little white ladies. So I, um, I turn back around and I don't move and I'm standing with my car and I'm doing my thing. They get closer than closer than close, child. When I say closer than close, to the point where I like took out my headphone, turned around and just stared. Like I did the death stare and I just went, <sighs> like, you go, what the fuck? Like, are you going to walk around me? What, what is this? And it was as if they didn't fucking see me. They just walked right slowly past me. Like when I say so fucking close, bro, I was so pissed. Because at this point, I'm thinking I've been racially profiled at fucking Ulta. Now these white ladies is not giving me no fucking space. They just in my shit and I'm, and I'm having death stare them down. And it's like they don't even give a fuck. They don't even see me. Like one little, the, the littlest one, she was like, it, it, she could barely, she was walking so fucking slow shuffling. Which I was thinking, that's fine. But why you got to walk so fucking close to me? Like what the fuck? I, it, I, I was holding it all in. So I, 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 like I did, I, I stood there with my back straight. And I just let them like slowly walk past me. And I death stared them. And then I put my headphones back in. And then I like... You know, I had to go the same direction. So I turned my thing. I'm like huffing as I walk past. I don't know what I was, I was being petty. Anyway, it wasn't, it wasn't being me, but it was just in myself. Just like, what the fuck? Like, how could these people just like not, not respect my personal space? Like, as, especially as I already looked at them once to be like, do you need something? Like, can you back the fuck up? So anyways, as I keep going through the story, <laughs> I'm praying. I'm like, okay, what's happening, spirit? What's happening today? Because this is a weird thing. Like, alter lady and... As I keep going around, all of a sudden, this other TikToker's TikTok comes into my head. And it's High Priestess 111. Or it's like High Priestess 111. And she talked about fifth dimensional living. And actually, she actually duetted this other, I think he's a hip-hop artist. I don't remember his name. But he's always talking about how he lives in the fifth dimension. And so these, this, it's her and this, this du- duet, uh, duetting this guy, talking about being in the fifth dimension and people not seeing you and I was walking through the store as like, as I'm walking through the store, this kind of, I'm remembering this TikTok and I'm like, remember like, okay, shit, what did that TikTok say about the, like, I'm trying to remember it all like right on the spot and it clicks and I'm like, oh shit, motherfuckers is not seeing me the same or they are seeing me differently. They're either seeing me differently, like a goddess, like a God, or they're not seeing me at all because they can't see me. And I was like, yo, this is some fifth dimensional shit. Like what the fuck? So then I get back to my car and I'm so happy when I get back to my car because then I realize like, bitch, you just got into Target and out on budget. Who does that? Who could, who, d- when have you ever gone into Target and come out to Target on budget? Like, <laughs> I, got, I was so happy I took a picture and posted it. Yeah, because I was like, what the fuck? This is amazing. But it wasn't until I realized, until I was on my way home that I realized the, the gravity of all what had just happened. That like, I thought it was racially profiling, but no, if the next person that saw me after the lady at Ulta is saying that I'm look so beautiful and goddess, and this is not me bragging, this is just like legitimately just sharing this damn story of what happened. Talking about how gorgeous I am, but using the term goddess, it was like in the car, something was like, bitch, wake the fuck up and remember who the fuck you are, girl. Like you literally did step out of the third dimension into the fifth and people can see it. So these girls who are witchy can see you as who you actually are. They're seeing goddess. The lady at Ulta, she's seeing goddess. The two little old little white ladies, they can't see you at all because they're not fifth dimensionally open or whatever, they can't, they're not, they must be low vibrational, I don't know, but all of that in one day happened, and my guides wanted me to experience that, so I could, so I could, one, validate what's happening for other people, but also look back through my own life several times, and see how this is playing out, and it would only be for the last few years, because 
what it takes to come into fifth dimension, it, it takes time. It takes a lot of, a lot of work and high vibrational, um, action and living and intention. Um, it's just that I have never called it fifth dimensional. I just called it ascending because I'm coming from the spiritualist side of things where these women are talking about ascending, you know, um, and granted, we did talk about ascending to the 5D, but it was more about like ascending and getting closer to source. So we're not looking at it as as, it, as separate dimensions. We're just looking at it as like getting up to source. Um, and it just so happened that I ended up seeding down the damn source ray, which I guess would then put me, yes, in the fifth dimension. So it's just explaining to you guys the experiences of the five dimension, if you're the fifth dimension, if you're living fifth dimensionally, you are going to be experiencing a lot of these things. You're going to be experiencing slips. You're going to be experiencing feeling like in loops. You're going to be experiencing like um, some people were saying like how you, you put something down one day and then you go back and it's gone. And then you go back again another time and it's there. Bro, that happens to me. And I'd be like, what the fuck is happening? That's some fifth dimensional shit. Um, but, to, but for me to be able to have actually seen the bro- whatever that I saw in the sky, which is the broken thing. It's kind of like um, Hunger Games. You know how in Hunger Games, how they figured out that like you can shoot an arrow at the sky and then there's like, it just hits something. It hits like an invisible grid. That's kind of like what we're in, like in a dome type thing. Um, but it's not, it's not a dome. It's uh, just, you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> I think I've explained it. Um, so I think that's really all I'm supposed to share is, is that like we are now ascending. The whole planet is upshifting into the fifth dimension. And so as a collective, people are going to be experiencing more out of the ordinary things. And it's important that we all start communicating with each other about these experiences so that we don't feel like we're going crazy, one. But two, that we also move forward with everything. Like it's all happening for a reason. You know, little green children coming out of caves happening for a reason. Granted, that was 100 years ago. So imagine what's happening now. Like imagine how much thinner the veil is between everything. I'm here, so it's very thin, obviously. But many of us are here. You know, the I am, we're here. And it's important for us to um, really continue to seed light now that we're here. So high vibrational living, um, you know, includes lots of meditation, as I always say, lots of, um, you know, love, running love through you, being and doing love to others, doing and being love to yourself, living a highly compassionate life, um, including lots of affirmations and mantras, because we are programmed the opposite of where we should be. So we're programmed through ego right now. We're programmed to not know who we are, to not believe what we, what we know. And since we are now in the age of Aquarius, which is the age of knowing, you know, the last age, age of Pisces, was, was the age of believing. We are now in the age of knowing. So we no longer believe things. We know things. And fifth dimensional living comes with that. It comes with knowing that we are not separate in any way, shape, or form. So if we are living in the energies of lack or separateness, then we are slipping down into the third dimension, into our egos. If we can switch from believing things to knowing things, to knowing that, that we are what we are, you know, word, I am word, that we are not these, these dense bodies, that we are actually pure light and love. If we can continue to every day tell ourselves, I am pure light and love, 
then we can upshift ourselves. We can retrain the brain and un, uh, deep, we can deprogram ourselves from the programming that tells us that we are less than, that we are not God, that we are uh, separate from God, that we are subordinate to anything and anyone. There should be no ounces, nothing of subordination in us. Um, the programming of slavery and subordination is what we need to shed. And we actually, you know what? I have it right here. I had a, so maybe I'm supposed to share this. Okay, thank you, Spirit. So I had a soul contract reading done by Sarah Root. Everyone, Sarah Root's amazing, you guys. Um, you should look her up. But she gave me, what did she tell me? What the hell? Is it in this book? I think I have it in a different book. Oh my goodness. Um, I can't find it. But basically, if we start to tell ourselves that we are creating light, grace, and oneness, in all things, in all ways of being, we are creating light, grace, and oneness. We need to start reprogramming ourselves to, um, to ascend, to, to be able to connect with each other um, three-dimensionally so that we can actually, our, our five-dimensional selves can actually receive that healing. That's really what this is about. Again, like I said, we're always all experiencing all the dimensions, but when you essentially like level up, into the fifth dimension, your five fifth dimensional self now gets to connect with the fifth dimensional version of the other person. Now, see if you have one person who's living in 3D and you have somebody that's living in 5D, the fifth dimensional person or the fifth dimensional version of the one living in 5D can't really connect with the one in the 3D because their fifth dimensional version is kind of like turned off. It's like on pause. Like they're communicating, but like the, there's no light happening because the light is the the, the 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 it's not connecting from the 3D to the 5D in that one person. I wish I could draw this. It's so much easier to like draw. But um but yeah, so so it's really important that we all start to live fifth, fifth dimensionally. We all start to kn know that we are one with each other. There there we are not separate. We all need to start um taking care of our bodies, taking care of our minds, taking care of our souls because uh, the shifts are happening regardless. And it's almost like, like kind of going back to a cheese grater thing. There's some things that are not going to make it onto the other side. And when we, the Bible talks about the rapture, it's funny that the Bible talks about the rapture and the rapture already didn't happen. Like we were, it's happening now. The return has already happened and it's happening now that we're being shoved to the cheese grater. So make sure that you end up on the other side in the 5d, take care of yourself, take care of your vessel clear your channel so that your own God can start communicating with you, your higher self can start communicating with you and help you make it into the next age um, well, because there's people that are going to make it into the next age, but they might be like mentally ill for life or like, you know, they might have some sort of damage because they didn't upshift. So that's what it would look like. The people that just are going to be damaged for the next however years, those are the people that didn't upshift and make it through the cheese grater. Okay, this is a channel. Okay, that makes sense. Okay, so yeah, that's 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 what they wanted you all to know is that the peop that's what it will look like. It will look like being unwell, being physically ill, having injuries, having lots of sicknesses, having lots of accidents, having really bad relationships, um, having everything go wrong for you. That is what it's going to look like 
when you're stuck in the 5D as everyone else has shifted to the, or no, when you're stuck in the 3D and everyone else has shifted to the 5D. So if you are starting to live in the 5D, your life, it's almost like green light, green light, green light. I always actually explain it to people as um, Sonic the Hedgehog. So like, you know, Sonic, Sonic the Hedgehog, how he would get all those rings, so like he'd get, you'd get on like a, um, like a slide or something. And like there's all those rings he would slide down and you collect bing, 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 the rings. So that's the fifth dimensional person. Imagine they are Sonic the Hedgehog and they got at the top of a slide and all those rings are down at the like all the way and they just slide through and it's just poof, poof, bing, 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 all the way down. Like you're just catching all the good waves, right? Ride the wave of life, but like you're getting all your rewards. Now, the person who's in 3D, this motherfucker is the Sonic that gets up there and just goes down one ring and then bing, slides off the side. And bam, now they're dead. They got to start over. Like, that's the loop they're going to be stuck in. Don't get stuck in that loop. And everybody, it's everybody's responsibility to make sure that they don't get stuck in their own loops of that, um, where they uh, of constantly falling off the damn slide. You want to become Sonic the Hedgehog that slides down and just catches all of the, the gold the whole way. And by doing that, the only way to do that is to connect with your higher self because your higher self is going to guide you step by step, hour by hour of the day to catch all them rings, all the green lights the whole way. Pay attention to that. Pay attention to like on days where you meditate, how many actual green lights you catch like in a row, how much synchronicity you experience in a day. When you experience more and more synchronicity, you are coming into alignment with your higher self. You're moving and upshifting into the 5D. And the more you do that, the weirder it's going to get around you because you're, you're like shifting dimensions right in front of people's eyes. So that's why I look so weird. That's why I sound so weird to people. That's why I fucking am weird. It's because I'm, I guess, living five dimensionally. Well, I'm also something else, but like I live five dimensionally and, um, so how, how other people react to you, your aura, your energy, you're going to see changes in other people's reactions, a lot of them. And a lot of y'all are teaching me or you're preaching this on TikTok, which I love. Um, so I'm living it, but I'm also letting y'all all know as well, like it works because I'm, do, I'm doing it and it's working. Like the, the higher vibrational you live, the weirder your life gets, but the closer you get to your actual highest good. You're basically riding through uh, your own best version of movie of how your life could go, which is the five dimension. Yeah, so like five dimension, the fifth dimension. So like if you, if you were to write your own movie of your life, how you want it to go, then get in the train and let it ride and put your higher self at the driver's seat which means your ego has to get out of the way. Um, so anything that tells you that you are better than, that you are separate from, that you are, you know, um, less than, that you are, you know, not, not good enough, those are ego. Um, and we all have ego. It's important for us to balance the ego, though. So that doesn't mean, like, killing it off. Like, that's another thing I want to make sure that I'm <clears throat> being clear about. We don't kill off the ego. We just balance it with our higher self. So we let the higher self drive and then the ego gets to have some play when the higher self says versus the other way around where we just live out of ego and like we maybe sometimes listen to our conscience. <laughs> let the conscience have the front seat and then that will drive you right into fifth dimensional living. Um, so yeah, I think that is all I'm supposed to share with you today. 
go Google the green children in England <laughs> and see what comes up for you. All right. Love you guys. I hope this was helpful for somebody. Um, it was fun for me to talk about. Okay. Love y'all.